This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 146. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. I hope you were able to listen to the past couple of episodes because they were so insightful and impactful. If you didn't get to listen to those, please go back and listen to my friend, Dr. Susan Sales, as we talked about our practice mistakes and how we learn to do better through our failures. And that was such a fun podcast, and Dr. Sales is such an amazing leader. I know if you haven't listened to it that you will get a lot out of it. And then last week, I had um, Dr. Jessica Moore-Jones, Dr. Jessica Lindahl, and Dr. Lindsay Ruland tell their stories of infertility and infant loss. Those stories were so powerful, and I know And I am hopeful that they helped some of you in some way, whether you've been through something similar to what they were through or whether you know someone that has. I gained some great tools that I will use in the future to help people that are grieving and going through infertility, miscarriage, and even the loss of a child or an infant. They are just strong, strong, amazing women, and I can't thank them enough for being on that podcast with me. So if you haven't heard it, go listen to it, and please share those episodes with your friends and your colleagues that you think will benefit from them. The whole goal of me doing this podcast is to reach out to those that need help in our profession so we can feel better and do better. I appreciate this veterinary community so much, and as we work together to raise each other up with these stories, I hope that it will help us through all our successes and our failures. Also, let me know if there's something that you think is important to share, and I will be certain to plan a podcast around those issues. I get most of my best ideas from you, and I want to to continue to bring you valuable content and support you in any way that I can. If you want to be on the podcast or you just have an idea, reach out to me on my website, veterinarylifecoach.com, or email me at jacapeldvm at gmail.com if you have suggestions for the future. I also offer a free coaching on my website that you can sign up for. My schedule is there and also my free Wednesday weekly words that I send out in an email. Anything that I can help you with, I'm here for you, whether you're a veterinary student, a working veterinarian, a technician, or anyone that works in and around this field, I'm happy to use whatever tools I have to help you. So today on the podcast, I want to talk about structure. It's something that I wrote about in a previous blog, and I just think it's a good topic to help us on this cold, rainy day here in Michigan. I'm enjoying my time indoors today, and I'm getting a bunch of things done and marking them off my to-do list. And so as I'm working on my goals, I want to help you to use structure 
to help with your life and your goals. There are days for all of us when life feels particularly messy and out of control. When we feel that things are out of our control, we start to feel overwhelmed and stressed, and that can lead to the big thing that we always talk about, burnout. The stress can cause us to shut down, and then we don't do anything but avoid the things that would clean up our mess. It turns into this vicious cycle of messiness and then inaction. Then our self-judgment kicks in about the fact that we can't get our crap together long enough to do anything. And so it creates this vicious cycle. We judge ourselves, we feel stressed, we feel overwhelmed, we don't do anything, and then nothing gets done, and then we kick ourselves, and it just turns into this big vicious cycle of self-hate. So that's why I want to try to teach you a little bit about creating structure. So right now in my life, for an example, I have a bedroom that's all torn up because we're painting and ripping up carpet to install a new floor. And of course, it's taken way longer than I had planned. And on top of that, our basement is torn up due to flooding. So there are bins of clothing and stuff in my dining room, in my basement, there's furniture everywhere, there's paint cans and brushes in the bedroom, and most of the time I don't know where anything is because it's all packed away in bins. So when I was getting dressed for a wedding on Saturday, I ended up pawing through all these bins to try to find a pair of dress shoes and a purse that matched, and I was all bent out of shape because the house was in such disarray. And so I wrote a blog on this, as I said, a couple of weeks ago for this reason, because we can set goals all day long, but if we don't break them down into these small action steps and create structure, We will quickly let them fall by the wayside and then wake up one day and wonder why we never really did anything or got anything done. And we also have this tendency to avoid creating structure and routine because if you're anything like me, sometimes I avoid structure just because it feels too confining and it kind of cramps my style. I'm a bit of a free spirit and so I avoid that solid structure and I love variety but I quickly realize that if I don't structure my life that I will totally waste my time and not accomplish anything. So accomplishment big or small requires that we create structure and then honor the commitment to our structure in order to get to those accomplishments. Now, just so you don't think that I think this is easy, I really don't, as you can tell by the bins in my house that I'm frantically working on getting organized, I really don't think that we ever get control over everything that happens in our life. It's just not the way life works. I didn't plan on a basement flood. That wasn't part of the plan. And when the bedroom remodeling and the basement flood happened at the same time, that wasn't the way it was on my schedule. But that's how life is. And sometimes if we attempt to control 
some of our life and structure some of it, it helps us to add a little bit of control, even if we don't have all the pieces under our control. And it's possible to create structure while we allow space for that uncertainty. If we're open to the uncertainty of life, even creating structure allows us to leave ourselves little windows of opportunity for change and then actually weave that into the structure that we're trying to create, if that makes sense. So why would we want to create structure? Let's talk a little bit about that. When our life feels out of control and messy, we have a tendency to let our surroundings, our schedule, our plans, and even ourselves, even our physical selves get messy. When we're in the midst of a big mess, we have difficulty focusing on anything important, including our families. We wanna just curl up in a ball and avoid working to clean up the mess. So in order to avoid that curling up and that overwhelm, we don't have to become a perfectionist, but we do need to create some sort of order some sort of goal, some sort of structure to the chaos in order to push forward and move through it. I'm creating small little goals each day for that painting of the bedroom to push through it and get get it in order to make it less overwhelming. Another reason that we want to create structure when we are buried in our mess, we don't trust our own judgment. We start second-guessing ourselves on everything, and the people around us feel that messy energy, and then they tend not to trust our judgment either. So then we become confused about the things that are important to us, and we forget what we want to create in our life. And structure also helps us break goals into baby steps. Small action steps are the key to reaching any goal. I know that I've talked about this before on the podcast, that I'm a true believer in baby steps. It avoids overwhelm, it allows for action, and it helps you to start any big task if you can just break it down into little baby steps. So if we don't work on structuring and prioritizing, we will be unable to accomplish those goals. And there's many, many other reasons that it's great to have structure in your life as long as you don't become completely a slave to that structure. You need to keep a little bit of flexibility in there. Now, the first step in anything, and I always say this to you, is just creating awareness of your situation. How deeply are you buried in your mess? How much stress is it causing to you? How stuck do you feel? What are you worried about and why? Until you know what is going on for you and until you know what parts of your life need structure, you will be unable to work and create it. So don't beat yourself up or throw your hands up in despair or run yourself over with the bus. Just look around and say, yep, I feel overwhelmed by this mess or that mess, and I need to come up with some structure to work my way out of it. Like everything else that we talk about, it's a process. It's not a place you have to be. It's a, poli- it's a place you're working towards. So let's talk a little bit about how. How do you create structure if you feel completely unstructured? First, choose one thing that feels messy. 
I know everything, right? In my house right now, everything feels messy. But let's just pick one thing. When you start to work on life structure, you feel overwhelmed just trying to decide where to start. That's why I like to start with something small or a small part of your biggest pain point. And once you take that first step, the second one will be easier. In my case, it's something like make one phone call to schedule a drywall guy to come out and look at the basement. Then I need to vow to make that phone call happen today. I need to put it on my calendar and call the drywall guy. And if I don't get a hold of him, I need to put it back on my calendar so I can call him again. And believe me, I have spent weeks on one step of making a phone call to get help because it's not always easy. But resolve to make it happen and then commit to doing it. And once I have the drywall guy on the schedule, then I can take another step to structure this big project. Maybe something like sorting out one box of basement gunk or junk that came out of that flooded area into garbage versus things that I can keep or want to keep. If I look at all the boxes that we pulled out of the the room, I'll be overwhelmed and I'll just walk away because it's just too much. But if I structure my schedule to clean up one box at a time and allow myself a certain amount of time to do it, say like one hour each day, then I'm more likely to do it. And I can do one box a day or one drawer a day until those boxes have all been gone through and are all done. Another thing that requires me to create structure and often feels really messy for me is email. I hate sorting email. And in order to create structure for my email, I have to schedule to work on it once or twice a day, 15 to 30 minutes in the morning and 15 to 30 minutes in the evening. And if I don't actually pick a time frame, I'll be stuck daydreaming through these emails forever or I'll just get overwhelmed and I'll quit doing them. So during that scheduled time, I will have to first start with all the priority emails, take care of the ones that are important, answer my clients, answer the, the people that need something through me from me that's urgent. And then I'll go through and delete the junk mail and file the emails that I need to save and kind of have a structure to how I use that scheduled structured time. If I have a structure for email, I'll make it way more manageable and it keeps my inbox from becoming overwhelming and overflowing. And it also keeps me from spending too much time. Sometimes I'll just get on email and just read everything and then I'll wake up and I'll be on it for two hours and that's not what you wanna do. So structure requires that you time limit yourself and stay more focused. Now, when you're working on some structure with a certain task, you need to hold yourself accountable by thinking about your best plan for structure and then writing it down so you remember what you decided to do. You may have to post it somewhere. I, I like to put it in my bullet journal or you can use your planner. You can tell your spouse that this is what you're going to do so they will give you a reminder. You can put a reminder in your phone, but you need to have some reminder on what you have planned and what you told yourself you would do in order to stay accountable. So plan some action steps for a day or for a week 
And the more you practice structure, the more you practice what you came up with, the easier it will become to follow. And another thing we sometimes forget to do when we're planning structure into our life is plan the backup plan because unforeseen interruptions are always going to happen, right? Life will ultimately get in your way and you don't want to give up on your structure just because life happened. So plan and then if something happens, replan, plan to refocus, plan into your structure structure on how to refocus that plan, which sounds really confusing, but it makes sense to me because if I plan for today and something happens to interrupt that plan, then I have to know when I'm going to do it later in the week. I have to replan. And so you may have to do that each day, each week, each month to allow your plan to eventually result in the goal. And as you start to plan structure into your days and your weeks, it will become part of your habit. Because I understand I am one of those people that has always struggled with focus because I am a free spirit. I kind of like to just see where the day takes me. But if I don't work to structure things, then I get so much less done. I'm so much more successful. I'm so much more accomplished if I can just focus for a little bit on implementing some structure. So let's go through a few examples of how you might implement structure into your day. So let's say you wanna structure your health. You're feeling overwhelmed and messy with your eating, messy with your exercise, and you need to create a plan. So first decide, how do you want to eat? Do you wanna eat three meals a day? Do you want to do some intermittent fasting? Do you want to lessen your calories? Do you want to go low fat? Do you want to go low carb? How do you want to eat? It doesn't matter what you decide. Just make sure that you plan a routine that works for you and your lifestyle and accounts for your goals. And then plan a way to make it stick. What will you do if you fail? You can structure then that in too. What will you do about exercise? If I vow to come home and ride my bike every day after work and it's raining five days a week like it is here in Michigan, then I have to have a backup plan. I have to either ride my stationary bike inside, which I don't love as much as outside biking, or I have to go to a workout class or I have to do a yoga video. I have to have a backup plan if I wanna be sure that I'm gonna stick to my health plan. Because if I didn't plan a backup plan in Michigan for rain, I would basically never work out. And you can structure your health, your eating, your exercise too. Just don't be so overly ambitious the first time that you overwhelm yourself. Because that's what we have a tendency to do, right? We decide, okay, I'm going to work out every seven days a week, an hour a day, when we haven't gotten off the couch in months. Start slow, start small, something that your brain can handle and then work up to the bigger goals. If you decide you wanna structure your mornings better, decide when you need to get up to take proper care of that morning. What, how do you wanna take care of yourself? What do you wanna include in your morning routine? I start to feel very out of balance and unfocused when I spend too much of my morning time reading social media. I wanna spend my time journaling and planning and structure for my day. So I have to plan structure into my morning so that I can plan to structure the rest of my day. 
And if I focus on that, I feel more in control and less overwhelmed. So if you feel like you're just floating through your life, start with some sort of morning structure. Very, very simple. 15 minutes you could structure and do a little bit of planning for your day. That will help you to feel more focused. You can even structure relationships with your family, with your friends, by scheduling things ahead of time and on a routine. I have one of my friends that I see once a month for dinner. So what we do is we meet for dinner at a restaurant, and then while we're sitting at that restaurant, we pick the next date for the next month. We get our calendars out, we put it on the calendar, and then it's always there. We always end up meeting. And if for some reason that day comes up and we have to replan, we just pop it to the next week. I also have a group that goes on a scrapbooking weekend twice a year, and it's on the same weekends every year, every time. It's always in March. It's always in November. And if we didn't structure that event, that event and we didn't have it pre-planned, we'd probably never get together and never see each other. So you can structure relationships the way you want them to be. If you want to talk to your parents once a week, make sure you put that on your calendar. Call parents every Wednesday night or call parents every Saturday. Or if you want to procure a better relationship with a friend, text them, plan dinner with them, but then do it in a structured way. That will help you improve your relationships. Now, when I was writing this podcast, I kind of laughed because I noticed and I thought to tell you to notice that pets like structure. Now, my dogs are laying here on the floor while I'm doing this podcast and it's getting close to dinner time. And my dogs know what dinner time is, so they will start getting restless. My dogs know when we're supposed to get up in the morning. They know when they get fed. They know what time we play or what time we walk. They even bug me when it's time to go to bed. My dogs are masters at structure of life. So if you need a good example of what a structured life looks like, watch your pets, especially the dogs. I think the cats are a little more chill. Now, some other things that you could work into structure are housework, laundry, shopping, my orchids. I have to schedule when to water them because if I don't have a specific day that I water them on, I will overwater them because I'll forget when I did it or how much I did. So I just water them every Sunday morning. And if they seem a little dry, they might get a little watering on Wednesday, but Sunday morning is their day. They all get watered all at the same time. So I know that they've been done and that I don't have to do it again. Same thing applies to housework. It's not my favorite thing. So if I don't plan for it, it never gets done. I have to actually put it in my structured schedule. Now, the last and the most important thing that I think we need to do with structure is structure in our self-care and work for mental health. Now, I believe in coaching and therapy, so if you have somebody that helps you, if you have someone that works with you, either a therapist or a coach, be sure that structuring that into your week or every other week or whenever you do it is one of your priorities. Also, your self-care. Put it into your structured schedule. Whatever it is that you like to do that helps you remain mentally sound, put it in your schedule. I love coaching and teaching people how to coach themselves. So if you can plan some of 
some of that into your work day or into your day. Thought work, downloading your thoughts or thought dumping, something, journaling, reading, planning, all of those things will help with your mental health. It's never going to be perfect, but I try to plan some of those steps into my day so that my coaching of myself and my self-care doesn't evaporate. And the older I get, the faster my time seems to go. So use it wisely because your life will fly by and you'll wake up one day and wish that you had done something that you could have stru- that you could have put into your schedule and structured into your schedule and you never did. So whatever areas of your life feel messy, wherever you'd like to feel more order, that's a place to contemplate some changes and write out some structure. Whatever you decide to do that's important to you, it requires structure in your schedule to create the time to do it. That simple fact is the reason that so many of our goals go unaccomplished. We never feel as if we have enough time. Part of any goal-setting exercise that I do with my clients requires them to sit down every week, Sunday evening or Monday morning, and plan out their week, structuring their schedule, planning the small steps towards your goals, and scheduling time to accomplish those steps is the thing that's vital to achieving any goal. So my homework for you this week is to look at your life and find something that feels very messy or even a little messy. Choose one of those things and decide how you would like it to be different and write that down in detail. List out the specific goals and break them into action steps. Then create some structure and plan it into your day. As you check off the structured steps, the mess will turn into the goal. And you'll see things magically clearing and you'll feel magically more in control of your life. Now, I know there will be many days that you don't feel like doing this. You don't want to follow your schedule. You'll want to do anything but do your work. But just know that creating the life that you ultimately want requires putting in the work and sticking to the plan. So do your homework, work on your structure, and if you need help with this or anything else, reach out to me. I'd be happy to help. Thank you so much for listening today. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review or send me a comment or an email. I'd love to hear from you. And I'd also like to see how you're using structure in your life to make it better. Have a beautiful week, everyone. Bye.